It is the 31st of August 2020. Eight months down, four to go. Yeah, it's that kind of year. So September, October, November, and December, we're, we're trucking into the autumn here. Let's um, hope here in Southern California, autumn can't come quick enough. It's It's been toasty out, and so I personally am very much looking forward to some cooler weather and uh, and some autumnal sensibilities. I hope with that comes the reopening of swimming pools so I can get back to coaching swimming, which is my thing. It's what I do. Um, Aaron will be joining us here shortly, and so we'll see uh, Wasawat with what she's doing. Um, I was ending the radio show talking about the fact that Netflix has made available a variety of shows to watch for free. If you go to netflix.com, you can watch uh, strange uh, an episode. They're not giving away the whole kitchen, but uh, Stranger Things, uh, Murder Mystery Elite, The Boss Baby Back in Business, Bird Box, which was uh, a movie that, that made a splash a while back, uh, When They See Us, Love is Blind, The Two Popes, which is sort of a docudrama on the current situation of having uh, a retired pope alive, as well as the current pope, uh, Our Planet, and then Grace and Frankie, which is an outstanding series on Netflix. So um, I strongly recommend taking a look at um, uh, Stranger Things and Grace and Frankie. Those are both awesome uh, Netflix-only series. You know, give them a watch. See if you're intrigued. Decide if you want a subscription. It's one of those things where you go month to month so you can subscribe, watch some stuff, and if it doesn't work for you, then shut it off. You know, quit paying, turn it off, cancel your subscription. Um, you know, I, I think I've gotten to a point where I'm looking at the things that I subscribe to, and I kind of need to have a, a round table with my family and say we can't do all of everything, right? So I can't do... A subscription to Disney Plus, Apple TV, CBS All Access, Showtime, Netflix, HBO, Hulu. I mean, there's seven different things, and how many shows am I actually watching on all of them? Um, to be honest, the Apple TV Plus stuff, I watched everything that was really interesting when it first came out, as it came out, but there hasn't been that much to follow. Um, that said, I started watching um, uh, Ted Lasso, and it is really good. It is just really good. Um, it is it is funny. It is touching. It is. At first, I thought it was going to be kind of hokey. Um, I'm enjoying it, and, and and that's kind of how I felt about just about everything on Apple TV. I thought the quality of the stuff that they put there is super super good. Um, they don't have much. That's the problem. Same thing, for frankly, for me with Disney+. Plus. I don't have any interest in watching a lot of the old Disney movies. The ones that I care about I had already purchased. And so Disney+, Plus doesn't buy me much other than um, I really wanted to watch The Mandalorian. And I watched the first season of that. I watched it again, so I watched it twice. And it's sort of like, well, why am I paying for Disney+. Plus? There's nothing else there I want. And so I'm considering shutting that one off. Um, I watch a good amount of stuff on Hulu and on Netflix. Those are two that I probably watch the most. Uh, on CBS, I watched uh, the the Star Trek series, uh, Star Trek Discovery and Picard. 
but those I'm up to date on and so there's nothing more to watch there so I could probably turn that off and then catch it some other time although um, I am basically uh, not locked in but I got a deal with that. Oh, here's Aaron. Howdy howdy. Hi. So how I was talking about um, the different subscription things, you know, I was talking as we left the radio show about the, the free Netflix um, uh, taste, you know, and the shows that you can go on and watch there. And in particular, um, they've got an episode of Stranger Things and another of Grace and Frankie, which I really recommend watching. They're both great. Um, uh, and then they've got a few other things that you can watch for free just to kind of get a feel for whether or not it's something you might want to subscribe to. But, you know, it, it occurred to me that there's an issue, and I've been thinking about this for a while with COVID, that I've got a lot of subscriptions to a lot of stuff that I don't know I need to keep long term. They're, I've been thinking about that. You yeah, know, they're, it's, they're not like hugely expensive, but when you start adding them up, they're expensive. You know, I mean, I was, you know, Apple TV, Apple Plus, I got for free with because I bought an iPhone, but that's going to expire before too much longer. And so... I'm going to have to probably decide whether I want to keep Apple TV+. Plus. I've got to say there's not a lot of stuff there, but what's there I really like. Everything I have watched I love. Um, and they have a, a new show called Ted Lasso that is really funny and, and touching and just well done. Um, and I really like it. And so it, it comes out on Fridays, and I literally am now, like every Friday, waiting for the episodes to come out so I can watch it because I enjoyed it that much. And that's worth it. I'm sorry? That that is worth it. Yeah, so that one is probably worth it, and it's only four ninety nine or five ninety nine. It's one of the cheaper ones. It's not the ten dollar ones. It's like half that price. Um, the one that's actually been a disappointment to me, other than the only thing I watched on it uh, on on uh, Disney Plus, was Mandalorian. I watched that when it came out. I've watched it the entire series twice now. Um, and I say the entire series. There's like eight or ten half hour episodes. It's not a lot. And that's it. There's nothing else there that I have watched or cared about. The movies that they have there are movie. If, if there's anything I, I was interested in, I already have bought it, like the other Star Trek or, or Star Wars things. Um, uh, and so I'm considering, you know, not renewing that one. Uh, when I got it, I paid for a year. I paid, I think it was 69 bucks for the year instead of $10 a month or seven ninety nine a month or something. So you basically got two months for free. It was 10 months for the price of 12 But I... I, I need to talk it over with my family and see what everybody else is watching before I, you know, just shut stuff off. But to me, that one has had very little value other than that one series. And I can, you know, subscribe for a month, watch that series, and then shut it off again <laughs> next time when it comes, when it's updated. Um, CBS All Access has all of the Star Trek stuff, which I enjoy. And they have two new series. Star Trek Discovery has got three seasons out, and Star Trek Picard has one season out. Those are excellent, but now that I've watched those, same deal. It's like, well, do I really want to pay ten bucks for that? Um, now, I will say that because I have Apple TV Plus, there's a special deal going on where you get both Showtime and CBS All Access together, and I just turned that on. So I need to go see if there's stuff on Showtime, maybe now that it, now that that's included for the same price. Uh, and see if there's anything of value there for, for me that I really want to watch on Showtime. Because I don't get Showtime any other way, so that's that's a possible one for me. 
But then there's Netflix and Hulu, which I watch a good amount of stuff on those two. Um, you know, and those are both X amount of dollars. Um, I pay for ESPN Plus. Uh, I get ESPN streaming with just the basic ESPN. The ESPN Plus adds in some functions and some ability to do things online. So I don't know. You know, I just got to look at where my entertainment dollars are going. I'm looking at like seven or eight different paid services here, and I'm going, does that make sense to me? Yeah. You know? Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I'm in the same yeah. boat. You know, um, and we kind of talked about HBO. Do I keep HBO? And, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, and we're, we're, I get stars because I like Outlander. And, mm-hmm. But there's no new Outlander out right now. So does it make sense for me to, to keep it? Yeah. Should we be paying for it on those, you know, in those intervening months while we're waiting for new episodes of the show we like? And they're counting on us all doing that. And, you know, it's funny because we always talked about, oh, why do these cable companies stick us with all these packages? Why can't we pick and choose? Well, now we get to pick and choose, and we're all basically being suckers to these companies because they charge just a little more than we would like, right? So that yes. So that we, you know, we tolerate it for the things we like, but then, then, you know, how many months do we sit and pay for something where we really don't use it very much or touch it? And, and I think that... I, you know, I've got to get in the mode of managing that better because it's, it's not cheap over the, you know, when you spread it over multiple, multiple subscriptions over multiple months, you know, how much are you watching some of these different things? And, um, yeah, I don't know. I think we got to make some, some decisions here. I guess it's just, I'm sort of in the mood or the mode of, of, you know, watching where money is being siphoned off, having gone through this whole I'm paying how much to store garbage in a, in a, in a shack, in a storage space somewhere. <laughs> you know? Right. And when I, when you realize that there's all this money kind of just like auto paying, siphoning out of your, your bank account, you kind of go, wait a minute. Well, and I have newspaper subscriptions that I don't, I don't read anymore. Like New York times and Washington post, and mm-hmm. they're not cheap. Um, yeah. And I, I have found that both has gotten so biased that I don't they're, want to read them anymore. They're incredibly hard to, to, to cancel too. You can start yeah. them by, like, saying, you know, out into the wind, open your door and, and shout outside, I would like a, i got to say it quiet, I would like a subscription to the New York Times. And it'll start showing up and they'll bill you. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, to cancel it, you have to, like, give them four years of back tax re- returns and, and <laughs> you know, the middle name of your cousin's uncle's brother's wife. And, uh, and, you know, and you've got to get them on the phone because they won't let you do it any other way. And that's so that they can tell you, oh, but you could take this like this mini sort of pseudo subscription and we can still count you as a reader if you just take this and it hardly costs anything. We'll give it to you for free for the first, you know, month and a half. And then suddenly you'll be paying for it forever and you won't even realize it. Um, you know, they just they want to they want to pitch to you one more time before you go. Instead of just letting you turn the dang thing off. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you can only do it during business hours during the week. In you New know, York. Well, I'm working during the week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. New York business hours. Yes. Because, uh, you know, it is the New York Times. The New York Times. Yeah. No, and f- they are just notoriously hard to cancel. So and, either I'm, I need to cancel them. I don't even read the LA Times much anymore. Um, yeah. Because I just I just can't stand the biases anymore. I'm just yeah. 
I felt that way. You know, I worked for newspapers for a lot of years. I worked for Gannett and Scripps Howard newspapers, and I, when I worked for them, I was an executive for a good chunk of the time. I was an executive at papers, and so I got a free subscription. And when I no longer worked for newspapers and I didn't get that free subscription, I no longer got newspapers. I just decided that, you know, A, it, it was a, a dying means of providing information, and B, the biases were palatable. You know, they were just, it was, uh, when you, you know, when you say, okay, I can see the bias in this story or that story, it's fine. But when it's in everything, it's just inundated. When everything should belong on the editorial page anymore, you're going, yes. um, where's the value in this? I don't, I don't yes. want this. You know, yes. I feel like I'm reading a propaganda sheet. Exactly. Exactly. So I do need to just take some time and and um, and get a hold of them and cancel uh, all three of those subscriptions. They'll save me a fortune. Yeah. You know. Yeah, so. it's all those little you know, death by a thousand cuts type of things, right? It, <laughs> it look... makes me sad, though. I got to be honest with you. It makes me sad. I don't. I don't want to. I I, I want to be able to support newspapers because I don't want newspapers to go away, but. If they're not providing a good product, it just makes me sad. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, that you'll see, and they haven't found a good way to do it. I have not seen a lot. I mean, too, they're, they're too caught up in the it has to be done through a paywall type of thing. And so, you know, the, the problem is is that we've, we're, we've lost a lot of good reporting, good local reporting, that even the newspapers that exist have paired their reporting staffs back so much that there is almost no good source for local news anymore. You know, you want to find out what's going on in your town or your county. It's hard to do. It really is. And so people do things like, you know, Facebook and, and Twitter and, uh, and, uh, what's the other one that's annoying? Instagram. Uh, not, well, yeah, Instagram too. Uh, but there's a one that's called like neighborhoods or neighbors or something like oh, that. Oh, next door. Next door. Thank you. Um, I signed up for it for a while and I got inundated with just crap all the time. I just said, I can't, this is intolerable. I shut it off, removed it from my phone. It was, it was just garbage. And, and so, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult to find something that is a, non-annoying source of information and you know I know that I am don't speak for a lot of people but I think I do speak for for a good number of people as well who don't want a social media platform I just want some news and I'd be happy to pay a you know a fee a reasonable fee for some news provided to me in a relatively non-biased but updated way you know I would like to know what's going on around my town um and there isn't really a good and, and source for that I want, anymore. I don't want gossip. Yeah, I don't want gossip. And and there's not a particularly good source for that. Most of the local newspapers don't have a good app for reading that stuff. You have to go to their web page and their web and then they're hugely biased depending on who owns them. Um, and am I correct in that the the uh, the San Bernardino Sun and the Riverside Press Enterprise are now both owned by Orange County Register? Well, it's not. It's Southern California News Group, and so the Southern okay. California News Group owns the own Orange County Register, and you know, like there's 
San Gabriel, San Gabriel Valley Tribune and uh, the Daily Press Enterprise and uh, I think a couple of Long Beach and Downey and some other places. Hmm. I know that it was purchased by a former, uh, originally when the sun was um, dropped from um, uh, Gannett or when it was sold by Gannett because they owned it for a lot of years that it was purchased by a company uh, that was run by a former uh, publisher from the paper. But I don't know if that is the... Uh, it doesn't look like it, it's the same group. So he then the subsequently... It's the Southern California News Group, Todd. Yeah. Well, I was trying to see if the Southern California News Group, I'm looking at that right now, see if that is the group that was group, run yeah. by that publisher. Um, but it appears that's not the case, that he then sold it to the Southern California News yeah. Group. So I was just trying to figure out the history there of where it got passed off. Um, so, all right. Well, anyway, that's sort of inside baseball. Who cares? <laughs> rat hole. I went down a rat hole. I mean, I see the value in subscribing to the local papers because at least there's some local news. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and there's local weeklies that I like to pick up and read. Mm-hmm. Uh, Inland Empire Community News and, you know, those, that type. Um but, um, uh, yeah, I wish that the, the Sun used to carry a whole lot more and the press used to carry a whole lot more local stories. As a matter of fact, very often I will click on a Sun um, article and it'll take me to the Orange County Register. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, they're tied in that way. And I guess they have to, to make, you know, especially um, they want to... Uh, make sure that they are um, uh, managing their resources as best they can, right? And so if you yeah, have to I cut back on, on your avert- or your uh, your uh, reporting staff, then, then some stories are regional and they can be covered by the larger paper uh, rather than hyper-local. But, you know, if you have a kid who's in, in high school sports or something, then it makes a lot of sense to have the local paper because you can find out the sports scores and, and stories about that. And I think that's one of the areas that I know the Orange County Register, I know the guys that, that run their high school sports section and, and write most of the stories. And I tell you what, those guys work their fannies off uh, during high school sports. Of course, they're like everybody else, sitting at home going, gosh, I wish there were some high school sports. Um, but... Um, yeah. This but, time of year, Tobin would be going to uh, Fulton High School football games. Yeah, yeah, you know, and the high, you know, if you're a high school sports reporter, you've got to go to football and soccer and volleyball and baseball and swimming and water polo, you know, and so they're just going all the time uh, from one place to the other and 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 calling people that they know at each of the different schools to say, well, you know, what was the scores and how do we, you know, what how did the, anything happen today and you know, did anybody set any special times and. And they, they solicit input from coaches to, and and from others to to help cover, um, because you know for Orange County um, there's basically like two guys and, a, and an intern um, trying to cover all of the high school sports, if you can imagine that. And uh, uh, but they do a reasonably good job, and that's one thing that I think is you know well done by local st- uh, schools and. Uh, you know, there might be some bias towards liking certain schools or coaches over other schools or coaches, but um, just because they're communicative. Um, but for the most part, that's something you don't have to worry about too much bias, right? 
because they're not talking about, you know, social issues or politics. They're just saying, you know, this game was played at this time. Here's the scores. So-and-so set X number of records while doing this, you know. Um, and if you're a parent, it's cool to be able to look that up and save that paper and say, see, when you did that, remember when you were a kid, you did that? Yeah, but I, those days are... I don't know. I don't know that they carry much uh, local... I mean, I'll, get, I'll see football, but I don't see a lot of other sports unless a team makes it into the deep mm-hmm. into the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and since I don't live in Orange County, even though I coach in Orange County, I never have um, subscribed to the the register. But I've had uh, a friend of mine whose family's down there, like, you know, anytime my school gets mentioned or something, I would get clips. I would get pieces of newspaper. They'd cut them out and send them to me, which was really nice. Oh, that is uh, nice. So I, you know, have a collection of like, you know, when we won CIF, the first, second, third, fourth, and fifth time. <laughs> <laughs> little bragging what can i say that's um, right. that's you know that. yeah uh you know those were nice things to have have there you know when we set you know uh, uh one of our relays set a national record um you know that's that's big news and that's cool uh, uh especially so. you know once once you with a private school especially once you start winning people who are really into swimming notice and they want to send their kids to that school to get the you know to be to be in a, on a winning team and yeah so that's, that's be just, part of a program that that you know works with those high-end kids right exactly so, yeah and that works for a while but you know it goes in in phases you know they come for a while they come and they go um one of the things that uh, our school in particular has has uh, struggled with is the fact that it's a small school which is great because it's very low student to teacher ra- ra- uh, ratio but being a small school we don't have the athletic facilities on site that some um, places do have like we don't have our own pool um and so uh we have to go find another place and uh you know, it doesn't mean we won't. Eventually, we'll get some, you know, hopefully we'll get one of those, you know, being a Christian school, we'll get one of those Christian-based uh, companies like Hobby Lobby or somebody to to say, oh, yeah, we want to support that great winning program and keep that, that, you know, that dream alive and show them that Christians can be tough competitors, too. And so. Exactly. Uh, maybe that'll work out. I don't know. I, uh actually have drafted a letter so i think i might try sending that out and say you know hey i've been coaching this program for a while and we've had amazing success but it's we're, we're they struggling probably have a grant program you probably would go to their website you can find out how to write a grant there yeah that's probably worth looking at i'll take a look yeah. you know and i'm not just and saying them hobby lobby there's others you know i mean uh, in and out burger is also a, a christian-based company and there's others chick-fil-a so, yeah you know yeah. Yes, and honestly, you don't have to be Lutheran to go to the school, right? Oh, not at all. So then you not can apply all. for. You don't even have to be Christian. There are people who are yeah. not Christian there, um, and uh, but it provides a Christian environment where everybody that they interact with, all the adults that are hired there, are are, uh, are Christians. They're not necessarily all Lutherans. There's a lot of Lutherans there as well, but um, and obviously the majority of the people there are Lutheran, but. Um, but everybody they interact with is a Christian um, uh, and can share their faith with their, the, the children there. But also, it, it's just a, a um, 
you know, structured environment. I mean, this is a school that in high school still wears uniforms. That's awesome. You know, and so kids don't have to say, oh, you know, look at so-and-so's got that expensive new, you know, t-shirt or shoes or whatever. It's, I guess shoes are still an issue because everybody wears their own shoes. But, but, um, you know, it's, it's, you know what you're wearing to school tomorrow. It's the same thing that everybody else is wearing to school tomorrow. And there's some variation, so it's not like you're stuck with one thing. But, but there's you know, a, I'm a series a fan of, uni- yeah. of uniforms in schools. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I uh, at one point wasn't so much, but I think in retrospect, it's not a bad thing. When I was growing up, um, uh, my I was at a Catholic school for second grade that had uniforms and then my dad was air force as you know so we moved so i was at different schools um but the uniform thing it, it makes it easy makes it easy and and for some of those social judging that goes on because of what you do or don't wear uh, or can or can't afford that disappears when everybody's wearing uniforms you know it's a great equalizer indeed indeed so, um, yeah, Tobin and I have had lots of conversations about it. He thinks that uniforms in schools are a bad idea because it takes away your own individuality, which I think is, okay, I don't know why you need to be, like, I, I, I don't yeah. know why that's important. Yeah, well, and I, I disagree. I think that what it does, it just means you have your individuality is expressed by what you do and less by what you wear or what, what your family can afford to put you in. Um, it certainly doesn't take away your personality. Your personality still comes out and it's there. And, uh, and virtually every place that has uniforms, uh, they don't just say you have to wear this. They say you have to wear one of these five things or you can mix and match them in any way. So you can put them together however you want. So you still have, it just, what it does is it just limits the palette so that everybody sort of is on the same playing field. So you don't have the, the really rich kids wearing the $200 T-shirts because it's got Gucci written on it. Um, and then the kid who's going to the school on scholarship doesn't stand out like a sore thumb because they're wearing the T-shirt from, you know, the hand-me-down T-shirt from Disneyland because that's what they've got. Right. Watch Pretty in Pink. She's yeah. poor. I went but to she Upward makes... High School, Todd. yes yeah i get it yeah yeah and honestly i think you know it probably not not a not 100 percent, but probably affects uh girls more than guys in terms of like the how you dress being judged for how you dress at school um you know the guys do it some too, especially, you know, uh, certain circles around like the tennis shoes and stuff that you wear. Um, but, uh, usually the dress code, when you have, uh, uniform schools, the dress code is, is a lot stricter just in general. And so, you know, your accessories, um, your belt and your shoes can't be too over the top either. So if you're coming in wearing, you know, thousand dollar, uh, kicks, you're probably going to be told, take them off put on a pair of shoes that aren't going to, you know, draw attention to yourself. Don't try to be flashy. Don't show off that you've got a lot of money. Um, that said, you know, I know some kids at the school that have tried to do that. So, yeah. So, on to different things. Wallet Hub has come out with a list, as they do, that... Um, I've never heard of Wallet Hub. 
You've never heard of Wallet Hub? Huh? Oh, they they do all they do lists all the time about you know best places to live, high, you know all of those kinds of you know ranking of different states for different criteria, mm-hmm. and um, they've done a, a list that uh, that they say despite massive unemployment right now across the nation, Wallet Wallet Hub finds that Americans work pretty darn hard, whether it's because they want to or they have to or they have the perception that they have to, and they have done a list of the the, the 10 most hardworking uh, states and the 10 least hard, hardworking, and this is obviously the residents of the states. Um, number one is North Dakota, and, the, the, and number 50 is West Virginia. So, West um, Virginia is the laziest. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants to be on this list. Alaska, and, and and so what I think it is is you know hard working. It's places where you know you got to work hard or you don't eat. I would yeah. imagine. And um, yeah, so, in Alaska, it's hard just to get to work. Sometimes some certain yes. parts of the year, just getting to work is hard enough. It is a job in itself. Well, and North Dakota has a wicked winter too. Yeah, you know, yeah, you think so. about that. Well, and what are the primary, I think what they probably, you know, I, I mean, I don't know how they came up with this, but, you know, if you look at the the, propen- or the, the the number of jobs and what kind of jobs they are, right? If a lot of the jobs are field hand or, you know, rancher, those are hard physical jobs. If most of your jobs are computer technician and, you know, uh, I'll say nursing is a hard job, but it's it's not a dirty job. You're on your feet a long day, and, and, you're, and you're working with people. It's hard work um, and dangerous these days. But, you know, those are cleaner, less get-your-hands-grubby type of jobs. So they're, they did this by the, hour, the average number of hours in a work week and the share of workers that don't touch their vacation time. And then they also measured... Ah. Um, how much time people put in volunteering and enjoying leisure activities. Ah, so if you volunteer and enjoy leisure activities, then you're lazy. I think you're balanced. Well, no, I, no, you're just, no, no. If you volunteer, you're hardworking. Oh, that goes towards hardworking. Yes. So, I mean, if you, if you, you know, if you do nothing else but your life, I suppose, like your if you only think about yourself and you only work bare minimum of hours, then, then you're, I guess, or you don't work, you know, some people, some, in some places they don't work any hours. I mean, they, you know, they're mostly not working. So I, I, yeah, I right I now that's know. a lot of places. <laughs> I don't know, Todd. I didn't make yeah. the list. Oh, I know. But... I'm just having fun with it. I'm having fun with the list and having fun with you. I mean, I'm not being judgmental one way or the other. I'm just, I, or I guess I am being judgmental, but I'm not, I'm not serious about it. So in um, number three on the list is Wyoming for, for hardest working. Number four is Texas, then Nebraska, Oklahoma, Colorado, Virginia, Maryland, and Hawaii. And then as far as the four states that don't work quite as hard, Arizona, Mississippi, Oregon, New York, Ohio, Michigan, Rhode Oregon Island. Oregon works very hard. They're all farmers. They have one particular and, crop that they work on, and they work hard. That in Oregon they're all farmers, or in Connecticut they're all farmers. I'm talking about the pot farms. Oh, <laughs> that's why I said one particular crop that they work on, and they work hard, and Under then the, the and then they relax. <laughs> and then New Mexico, and then West Virginia. 
<laughs> so I went to WalletHub.com, and it's a place that sells like credit cards and loans and stuff. They're like a referral service. Okay, but they also make these lists. They do these lists all the time. Really? That's interesting. Because yeah. they literally don't have any lists at all on their website. I'm on their website, and I'm looking at the list, Todd. Okay, I am on their website. Where is it? Oh, my God. We are not going to have this conversation. I'm just curious. I'm just curious because I see credit cards, loans, banking, companies, and tools. That's what it says across the top. All right. I'm going to send this to you. I sent you a link that I found. (laughs) I just, yeah, this is great, great uh, podcasting here. I don't see it. What do you mean? I don't see it. That's not true. (laughs) God. Well, no, it's just interesting, but it's like, how do you get to that? Like, okay, so I see it now in the link you sent, but if I don't have that link there, how do I get to that from, like, their main webpage? That's, I, I oh well. Know. I know you don't. I'm talking, I'm thinking it. out loud and fr- and being frustrated with the Wallet Hub people. But okay, yeah, I'm there. I literally never heard of them, but interesting. It's an interesting list, really is. Indirect <laughs> work factors, direct work factors. Ooh, I wonder what the indirect work factors are. Because those are diff- that's a different ranking. Huh. huh. So okay. California is number thirty-two on the list. Hmm. Hmm. So we're not at twenty-five. We're in the lower half, but we're sort of in the middle. Yes. The lower half of the middle. Go figure. You know why it's hard to work here, and our hours why? are long because it takes us half a day to get to work. That's why. Well, so how, I, how many I hours do you work? There are, there are a percentage of people who come here and, um, you know, they want the lifestyle. So they, yeah. they work. That's what they have to work so that they can surf or they can do whatever it is they do. Yeah. I mean, I remember when I lived in Redlands and, and worked in Los Angeles for a while. I did that for almost two years. And, um, uh, well, during that time, we actually moved to Corona. So I moved a little closer. But... Um, you know, it's like if somebody said, well, how long do you work? And I said, well, I work eight to ten hours and then I commute, you know, four to six hours, depending on the day. So <laughs> it was a long day. Yeah, that is a very long day. And that's wasted time. I, I hope through that they that the out that mm-hmm. one of the um, uh, results of having been locked down and everybody distance working is that they realize that you really can do a lot um, remotely. Yeah. You know, and that that people that that having that long commute every single day is such a it, it wreaks havoc on your sense of well-being on your quality of life it's just it's uh-huh. not good yeah no i mean it's funny because i had a home office at that time and i remember talking to my boss about it and he was pretty adamant that he wanted me in the office he goes you know you're the one who chose to live that far away i mean you moved from redlands to corona which was you know less than a third of the way here you could have moved much closer if you'd have wanted to but you chose not to and so it was like, oh, okay. You know, so I had to drive in. Um, but, uh, you know, that is what it is. But, so. Uh, yeah. You know what I really would have loved, would have loved, 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 is a true auto-driving car. That future that, 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 that we're dreaming of. It's not in a Tesla. Don't believe the auto-drive button. But, um, uh, so it's not here yet. But that would have made my life so much better because I could have gotten in the car said take me to work and then you know 
slept a little longer or started work there, you know, and I kind of could do some things like I used to call and leave myself messages all the time. So I had a list of messages when I got in of, hey, do this, do that, you know, so I'd be thinking about work while I was driving, which wasn't wasted time because that time thinking about stuff and processing is valuable time. You know, I would, um, uh, and when I was doing management work, you know, I would like to kind of do the wandering around management by wandering around thing where I, you know, be thinking and going and talking to people and bouncing ideas off people in the building as I would, you know, move around to different departments and different, different, um, you know, uh, folks that were in my division that, that worked for me. So, um, you know, there's value in that thought time, but when the thought time is that extreme, you know, two hours each way, sometimes three, um, that, that's a lot of thought time. It is. That's a lot of yes. seat time. I remember when I started that, I had a manual transmission car. That's not a way, great way to commute, especially when it's a manual transmission on a V8, because that's a heavy clutch. And I would get to work, and the my, my left foot, the clutch foot, the toes on my left foot, like from the middle toe to the two smaller toes, would just be numb and tingly for the first hour. Because oh I had pressed all the That's blood out terrible. of my out of my toes, you know, I was like, "Oh, that can't be good." Yeah, the good old days, good old days. I kind of I walked with a, with a strange gait for sure. <laughs> oh, the things we do when we're young. It paid well. <laughs> what can I say? It paid really well, and it was interesting work. It was, uh, but enough about me. What else is going on in the world? Oh, news. We talked well, about John Thompson passing away, you know, and uh, and uh, Chadwick Boseman passed away. Apparently, a lot of people didn't even know he was sick. Um, I know I didn't. Um, he was kind of a private person, which is, you know, I, I kind of admire that for people who, who have very in-the-spotlight type of jobs to say, no, there's there's a section of my life I'm going to kind of carve out and just not talk about, and it's not something that's going to become well, public. I think that's healthy. I do, too. You know, because, I, because I gotta be honest, uh, and I don't know if this is—I don't think this is true in the rest of the world, especially in France, because a lot of celebrities tend to go there um, and say that they do that because they can have a life. Yeah. But um, uh, I, um, I, I can't stand how we deal with how celebrities are treated here. They're yeah. people with a job that yeah. puts them in the public eye, but they're people just with a job. They're yeah. not the superhero that you think you see. They're not you know, whatever the, I just, it drives me insane. They, they want to bug them when they're out in public. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, well, it doesn't help that we have a whole genre of people who do nothing but that they're not actually celebrities no, for doing parasites. anything. They're just, they're just the people who like to live their life out in public and we get to watch it and be, you know, we get to sit in the Kardashians living room and, and listen to their conversations about but, why but even, their sister or their brother's an idiot, you know? And, and I mean, but there's ETV and People Magazine and Us Magazine and this oh, I whole know. industry based on watching celebrities. Yeah. Oh, they basically created the Kardashian effect. Yes. You know, it's like we don't have enough celebrities and the celebrities won't let us into, you know, every crevice and orifice of their body. So let's find people who will. Here, these yeah. stupid people will allow us to follow them around and watch them, you know, fight and argue and, and you know, say, excuse me, I got to take a dump. Uh, you know, and it's it's. <laughs> Yeah, I don't care about somebody else's life to that extent that I can, you know. No, I, I want to watch their art. And, and every now and then, if I have yeah. somebody who I really enjoy watching, I'll send them a, a message on 
on social media or I'll, I'll, you know, send them an email that just says, I love what you do. Keep doing it. Thank you. And you know, that's about it. And so, yeah. um, uh, but I, I, I certainly don't uh, there. I mean, it's scary how stalkery some, some fans can be. It's like, stop oh, yeah. it. These are just people. Yeah. I mean, some of these people end up living in, in cages they built themselves to keep others from from harming them and, and yes. coming into their space because there are celebrities who have you know been killed by stalker fans yes um and it and because, that's horrifying yes because they lose their grip with reality and they think they actually know these people and yeah they don't yeah and it's really easy to do i mean when you see them on your tv chatting and talking to you like they're your friend all the time you you get the sense of of oh yeah I, if if I saw them on the street I'd say hi how's it going how's so and so you know and you're just like yeah hey, I don't know you you know yeah and, you and know, yes yes yeah yeah you you know the character that they are that they are playing the character that's been written for them by somebody else yeah yeah this is the amalgam of many people's work to create this yes. thing on screen that's not a real human being no. yeah. So appreciate their art, appreciate their craft, appreciate what they do, and tell them. I mean, because that's always nice. Good feedback is always nice. But don't pretend that you know them, because you don't. Yeah. 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 So, but then how do you how do you uh, respond to those that do nothing but just, here's my life, it's out there for everybody to see. I ignore watch, them. watch me, watch me, watch me. Because, oh my goodness, they're treated like real news now. You know? I yeah, mean, if if Rob Kardashian has a pimple on his cheek, it's it's news. <laughs> and yeah, the I fact that I even know that there's a Kardashian named Rob is <laughs> irritating to me. And yet yeah. it's you know, I picked that up just because it's on the news. You know, you scan through yes. it and you know, there's a yes. Kardashian named whatever. Um and I'm picking on them. They're not the only ones. I mean, there's other shows that are like that, you know. Um, I mean, I think some of them, these people who have like, you know, quintuplets or something that do shows, you know, sometimes I think they're doing that just so that they can um, uh, get income and sponsorships to oh, help yeah. pay for the, the, the seven or eight babies that they now have to raise. Um, uh, and And I can't say I blame them so much, you know, it's like they come across things that are interesting or different issues than, and yet sometimes it's the exact same things that every parent goes through. And so there's, they're relatable at least. Um, so Todd, we are completely out of time. We are, we are, well, I'm not, you have to go to work. I can't coach. I can't even plan for, I guess I could plan for coaching. Of course, if I plan for coaching every day at this time, I would have enough workouts for the next, you know, 10 years. Um, if that's what I was spending my time doing. So I'm going to go dig through some more boxes and see if I can throw things away. (laughs) There you go. Update at 11. (laughs) And I'm Todd Brinker. (laughs) Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow.